1: betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
2: hey there it's ryan seacrest for safeway now that spring is here it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.
1: Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload.
3: All right. First, it was uh, Lawrence Summers. Now it's Steve Ratner, former Obama economic advisor. Anyway, our final hour free for all here. News roundup information overload hour and the economy's front and center. I will tell you right now, a lot of what happened politically yesterday is rooted in the economy. Higher taxes, open borders, go through the whole list, total incompetency. Not a single success story the Democrats can point to. Uh, promises of new green deal socialism lies that three point five trillion in spending will cost you zero 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 pay a fair share, pay a fair share. That's how Joe talks anyway. So first it was Lawrence Summers, Obama economic advisor. Now it's Steve Ratner, former Obama economic advisor, and just forthrightly saying Americans lives are not better under Biden. The reality is it's not going to be with the policies that Joe is pushing for.
4: I'll show you the answer in chart number three, which is, in fact, Americans' lives aren't better. And wait, real wages after inflation actually jumped up during the pandemic, mostly because prices went down. But what's happened since then, this is inflation. And this is what the American people are really unhappy about. Inflation, for the first time in a long time, is polling number one broadly speaking across the nation as the issue. And so you can see, in fact, that pink area shows mm-hmm. you the gap between the trend line where wages were supposed to be going and where real wages after adjustment inflation are actually going. Americans are actually losing purchase. For all the you read about wage increases, Amazon and this and so on, Americans' wages are actually going down at the moment in real terms after inflation. Gas is three dollars and forty cents across the nation. It was that's the highest since two thousand and fourteen. There was a poll in October in which eighty-nine percent of Americans said they were very concerned about the economy. There was a poll in October also that said that half the Americans expect the economy to get worse, not better, over the next few months. Americans know there are a lot of jobs, but they're still unhappy about the economy because of inflation, because of the purchasing power.
3: Now, and of course, if you want Christmas gifts for your kids, you should buy them by Halloween. If not, it's your fault. After all, we keep getting reminded the federal government, Joe Biden, is not FedEx. He's not UPS. He's not the United States Postal Service. Uh, it, It just makes you wonder. All of this is preventable. All of the every bit of money we're spending, the higher cost of everything was caused by Biden. Everything that happened at the border was caused by Biden policies, Afghanistan, Biden policies. What you pay to heat and cool your home, fill your gas tank, everything you buy in every store you go to, you can thank Joe. And, of course, one of the big parts of this new Green Deal socialism is to build out the IRS as big as they possibly can. Remember, we had the discussion they wanted to first examine every six hundred dollar bank transaction well, well, that's that. That would be a window into your entire life, as if it's the government's job, duty, or business. It's not. And then they said, "Well, we'll just make it if we make ten thousand dollars a year." Well, that's everybody. Even if you're on public assistance, you'll get ten thousand dollars a year. So anyway, um Kevin Brady is with the uh, from, from from Texas Congressman Eighth District, ranking Republican on the House Ways and Means Committee, and what he said about. Biden's economic numbers, it will prove President Biden is bungling the economic recovery, which we've all known and we're all feeling now. He's a million jobs short of his promises and we're stuck in a worsening labor shortage. Growth has already peaked for the president. And unfortunately, he says it's downhill from here. Um, then he also put out a memo to the American people, 10 ways that you can find yourself surveilled by the agency. Said so one: If you send your kid to college, you worked hard, you save money, and now that investment in your child's future, you know, you know, pulls you right into the IRS. They they get to watch every transaction involved in that. If you are a blue collar worker, if you are a contractor, a plumber, if you are a carpenter, a hairdresser, well, if you if you don't get a W two, you maybe you have a ten ninety nine. Well, you are going to have your bank <laughs> accounts monitored. Uh, if you take out a loan to buy equipment, you want to start a new business. Well, that'll cost you your privacy, apparently, also sending money or loaning money to family members, something that happens every day. I don't know. Maybe you help someone out in a tough time. Biden wants the IRS to know all about it. And it goes on from there. Congressman Brady of Texas joins us now. So we're really you you lay out the top 10 ways that the IRS is surveilling us under the new guidelines that they want to push through their Green New Deal socialism, correct? Yeah,
5: Sean, it is. And just as you said, it is a dangerous invasion of privacy. And I will tell you, I know they talk about uh, we're targeting the wealthy and big corporations, but make no mistake, for years privately, the IRS has said, we believe the tax cheaters in America are farmers and small business people. And so this bank surveillance is how they go deep into your lives uh, targeting middle-class Americans, our ag community, our small business community. And, uh, yeah, it is something we are fighting tooth and nail.
3: So how does the average American, if they, whether they make it $10,000 in a year or $600 transactions or all these 10 ways, and we'll put it up on Hannity.com if people want to look at how the, the varying ways that the IRS can uh, literally surveil you and know every aspect of your life. Why is that, for people that might not think through this, tell people why you think this is such a dangerous thing.
5: Yeah, one, it, the IRS doesn't has no business knowing uh, what your life, your personal bank account or business bank account is doing. Secondly, they they don't have the capacity to handle this data. And more importantly, Sean, they can't keep it private. This IRS, unfortunately, has a track record of leaking private taxpayer returns, usually for political purposes uh we saw it uh here earlier this year we saw it on the last time joe biden uh was in the white house and uh look you you the irs does not need to have your information and uh, at all and they can't keep it
3: private well you're talking about lois learner and what happened yep. with conservative groups etc um no i don't think they have a right to know either um we currently have a system if you have anything at, at ten thousand dollars supposedly or above I just go out of my way to make sure I always take out more money because I'm actually a little old school I, I like to have cash in my pocket I've had it in my pocket my whole life and probably shouldn't be telling you know I should probably shouldn't be disclosing it but I do and I but I'm also aware that as a public figure, not loved probably by some of the bureaucrats in the IRS. I don't have one tax accountant company do my taxes. I have two. Uh I have my own first tax accountant. They'll do my taxes. Then they send it over to my lawyer. Then my lawyer brings in his tax accountants and they double check the work and make sure every law is followed, every I is dotted, every T is crossed, and every penny is paid. Because I do believe that conservatives are singled out just like they were under Lois Lerner.
5: Well, the IRS, unfortunately, has a track record of targeting conservatives and Americans based on their political beliefs. And it didn't end under Lois Lerner, even though Republicans in majority in uh, with President Trump. We changed the law to prevent them from targeting Americans based on their political beliefs. The Biden administration is trying to revoke that law and that rule. And we think using that bank surveillance information to go after people and the, earlier this year they denied a uh, a tax against status again for a conservative group t- with biblical teachings. Uh they viewed that as political. Now after a big outroar they had to back off on it. But the point is genetically uh they will target Americans and that's why we're fighting this so hard.
3: So where do you think this ends up? to do the does the IRS for example, are we gonna put have 87 billion more dollars to hire irs agents um as i've been telling people that only means you're going to get the hannity treatment which yeah. is oh hannity's tax return let's pull it hannity's tax return let's pull it yeah um i just assume it gets pulled every year
5: yeah so here's uh here's the worry uh for everyone and so uh, today democrats say well we don't think we're going to pursue the irs surveillance the bank surveillance scheme but They've got $400 billion they think they're going to raise from unleashing 80,000 new IRS agents on hardworking taxpayers in America. But those numbers don't add up. So they either have another way of coming after us uh, uh, from the bank surveillance scheme, or the numbers are just made up and this thing's not going to balance anyway. Here's a
3: question I've never heard anyone answer. Do IRS agents that recover large sums of money, do they get bonuses on that?
5: Not to my knowledge, they don't. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well we'll see, do you think after last night that that these this three point five trillion dollar monstrosity uh dies a slow death? Do you see, for example, some of your Democratic colleagues that maybe were on the fence? They watched the political bloodbath last night. They don't want any part of it. Do you think they're now going to be reticent in yeah. terms of moving forward?
5: They sure ought to be, uh, because as clueless as Speaker Pelosi and the others appear to be about what happened last night, everyone knows this was rejection of this whole socialist agenda, the taxing, the spending, the the economic surrender to China, Russia all of this, but they're bringing in the big guns with the vice president coming over uh, to to Capitol Hill uh, to try to strong arm the Democrats into a a bill. We just saw uh, a 2,000-page bill put up uh, by Democrats. Uh, I don't know if we'll get any time to read it. Uh, and, uh, and But we do know what's going to be in it. Do you
3: have a is, schedule of when they're voting for this?
5: We don't, but I think they want to ram it through as fast as possible. And what we think it has is over a trillion dollars of crippling tax hikes on U.S. businesses that will drive jobs overseas. Um, half a trillion dollars in green pork and welfare. They hammer small businesses with about $400 billion of tax hikes. And they actually make the labor shortage... Worse by paying people more effectively incentives to stay home and reconnect work that we think will drive two million Americans out of the workforce and we haven't even got to the inflation that comes when you're spending trillions more and you don't have workers to produce what you need already
3: we appreciate the warning and uh, keep us updated Congressman Kevin Brady, uh, Texas 8th congressional district on the House Ways and Means Committee sir, thank you for being with us.:
5: Thank you Sean, take care.
3: All right, quick break. We'll hit the phones when we get back. 800 941 Sean you want to be a part of the program. And then your calls to the final half hour. Hannity tonight, full breakdown and analysis of all that went down last night and what it means for you and what it means for the country. 9 Eastern, set your DVR, Hannity on Fox. We'll continue.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
3: 800-941-SHAWN, you want to be a part of the program. Max is in Nevada. What's up, Max? How are you?
5: Yes, good afternoon, sir. Um, I'm a little confused about your... Uh, I don't believe that President Biden is stupid um, on these issues of the border and Afghanistan withdrawal, etc. Most of these issues, which I agree with you, of course, but how is it? That he can be—I don't believe a a a person. Yes, he has cognitive problems, but how can a person be so stupid? I believe that these moves (laughs) are—that's a good question. These moves are cold and calculating decisions that he is making with his associates behind the scenes. I don't believe it's stupidity. I believe listen, the
3: the Biden-Bernie manifesto is real. The new Green Deal socialism is real. I mean, this is. This is what they ran on. This is what they've been pushing. This is what they thought their mandate was. Um, open borders. We've now had three, maybe now four attempts by Democrats to sneak amnesty in the Senate reconciliation bill. They just keep trying. They don't. Now the Senate parliamentarian sees it and says, no, you can't do it for the fifth time. I'm telling you, you're not allowed to do it. But this this is who they are. The, look. Look. There, there used to be a more moderate Democratic party there used to be room for somebody like Joe Lieberman there's really not room for him anymore I mean even this past week within the last week you know you have people in the House of Representatives some of the more outspoken socialists saying that cinema and Mansion should be kicked out of the party they don't even want him in the party now you can't kick him out of the party when you have a 5050 Senate. And and to their credit, they're just they're not buying the spin, the lies, the fake accounting. They're not buying the the high cost of all of this. They're factoring in the debt, the deficit. They're not willing to abolish the filibuster and the biggest power grab, which which obviously the rest of the Democrats would do in a heartbeat. And so it's it's barely keeping the system together. But if you're asking, do they really believe this? Yeah, they really do. This, this is an ideological, uh, philosophical battle that's going on in the country. And it's freedom and liberty and capitalism and limited government versus big government, socialism, statism, authoritarianism, you know, cradle to grave, womb to tomb, you know, I, economic uh, ideology. And that's where the competing visions for the country is. And this is what the Republican Party now needs to do. They need to go out there with a plan and communicate that plan to the American people. And then they need to follow through on their promises. And if they do that, they'll be rewarded by being elected again to office. And the country will be rewarded because we can quickly take we can quickly get back to where we were. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. We did call Virginia, and I did say that I, I had hope, but I knew that New Jersey was a long shot. Man, I can't believe how close we are in New Jersey. I just can't believe it. Anyway, here is our prediction on the Commonwealth and the race for governor.
4: John McLaughlin, predictions? Well, you know, if you'd asked me last week, I would have said McAuliffe by two. This week, I'm going to have to say it looks like Yunkin by two.
3: Uh, and Robert, your prediction?
4: I'd say Yunkin by two and a half to three, and uh, he's on the short list for everybody's VP once he gets in there. I'm
3: actually going to agree with the Democrat. I'm going with Mark Penn. Yunkin by two. Well, Yunkin one by two. I know you're proud of me, right? We're very
7: been, proud of you, actually, we, and you called it exactly right. We actually usually do
3: get it right. We're not that. We're not often wrong on our predictions because we follow this so closely we live eat breathe sleep this every day 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year
7: i'm not gonna lie though i'm very surprised i really was i i thought that there was going to be some ballots that they found in a dumpster somewhere that were suddenly going to appear accounting for McAuliffe. i gotta be honest
3: well it's a little more difficult because you actually have to request the ballot that that is probably should be added to my list of election integrity issues don't you think
7: i mean yeah that's a hundred percent i mean i agree with you it's definitely you know a little trickier when you have to request the ballot but i just i just think that corruption knows no bounds you know and it certainly you know made me a little nervous about this election and I'm, i'm really i'm praying that murphy does not win new jersey
3: I'm praying. Boy, that would be amazing. Still too close to call. And especially
7: after what we just found out, you know, about all the lies that his campaign was telling. And like, oh, we can't talk about this right now. But once he gets back in office, we're going to do exactly all these things. I mean, it's just the worst possible thing for New Jersey.
3: You know, I don't know how he was able to dodge the nursing home executive order because he put the same one in effect that Cuomo did.
7: I completely agree with you. It's such an under discussed
3: point killed about it.
7: And the thing is, is that they kill Cuomo on it. See, the problem is with Cuomo is it's it's the same thing. You know, they just wanted to get him on something. So they threw everything at the wall. They they talked about everything. Murphy's a little different for some reason.
3: They're not going as hard. By the way, going people need to know this. Republicans did not crush Cuomo. It was Democrats that don't like him. A hundred percent. You know, because Republicans have no power in the state of New York. Um, and you know what we were talking
7: about in here? It's kind of like how they got Al Capone on taxes. Wait a minute.
3: What, were, what were you talking about? <laughs>
7: we were talking about it in the studio. Because Al Capone we got on taxes, right? Now, nobody gave a flying rip about Al Capone's taxes, right? Nobody. But they were going to get him any way they could. And that was the same thing with Cuomo. You know, he was creepy. He was crawly. He was touching people. He was weird about the kissing. He was kissing everybody. Like, enough already with the kissing. Enough. You know, stop it. So now who's running for governor? Big Bird. Big Bird is running for governor. Are you kidding me?
3: You know what the sad reality is? He could probably win.
7: No, the Although sad reality think, is nobody's paying attention enough. They're like, oh, yeah, he did great in New York. Uh, what?
3: I know. I know. I felt bad. I give look. I give Curtis Lee a lot of credit. He went out there. He fought the good fight. It's it's nine to one Democrat to Republican. It just is nearly impossible.
7: You're so right. And, and the, and the is one the-
3: issue that that he was running on most most passionately, obviously, was law and order and safety and security. And Eric Adams with a background in on the job as a police officer, um, it, it negated some of the power of what I believe would have been a bigger part of, of Curtis's base. But I give him credit. I mean, getting in the arena, you know, you putting yourself out there and he fought the good fight and he knew it was an uphill battle. And just like these guys that are announcing, you got Andrew Giuliani announcing, Zeldin announcing, Rob Astorino announcing they want to run for governor, it's Republicans in New York. It's, I give them credit, all of them, but I will tell you, it's it's just hard to pull off.
7: Well, the problem is here in New York is most people are going to vote straight Democratic ticket. They are not going to pay attention to the issues. And you make an excellent point about Eric Adams, which was that we have somebody who was a police officer. So they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is great. It's a perfect combination. It's a Democrat and a police officer.
3: No evidence he lives in New York City, None. though, which Zero. is pretty funny.
7: Zero evidence of that.
3: Zero.
7: It's a complete... It's ridiculous. I'm like, if that was they a Republican... went in there,
3: they had an old TV and nothing in the closet.
7: It's a joke. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Everybody knows he does not live there. I mean, you know, he's... Uh, it's very, and I mean, here's, you know, here's Curtis Lee, living in a 300 square foot apartment right here in Manhattan. With a thousand cats. With a thousand cats. He, did you see he took a cat to vote? He took the saw, cat to vote. Nice, they, didn't they didn't let him in.
3: They didn't let him in. They
7: didn't let him in. But, you know, he went in without the cat. But at least he made an effort.
3: What, to bring the cat? Or, <laughs> or to bring I mean, the
7: cat You know, for me, you know how I feel about the animals, you know. But, I mean, I kind of like that he went there with a little white fluffy oh, cat. Man. It was very cute, you know.
3: Remember one year I brought my daughter into the booth with me to vote? Yes. And then I tweeted out a picture. Yeah,
7: and it turned into a whole thing.
3: Oh, my gosh.
7: The biggest thing ever.
3: The the best thing that happened to me that year is Beyonce did the same thing. So if they were going to go after me, they had to go after Beyonce.
7: Sean, I voted last night, okay? Yeah. I caused a ruckus when I voted, but that's another story. But I was there and I voted.
3: You and caused the ruckus. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's start backtrack. What ruckus? It just—it just
7: turned into a thing, you know. I went in, and typically they got the machines at the back where you put in. You know, you got to sit in like the oh little boy. cubes and the yada yada. And, you know, it's like a local thing, you know. And I, we needed our Republican people to win, and they did. They cleaned up in Pennsylvania, which is fantastic. But long story short, I go in and I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm here to vote. Duh, here I am. Okay, let me check in. Okay, so over here, please, no problem. I go, I sit, I do the thing, I fill in my dots, you know, yada yada. And then I walk over to the back, which is where you always go to put in your ballot. And the guy looks at me and he goes, why are you coming over here? And I said, I uh, put my ballot in. He goes, this is not where you belong. I go, excuse me. He says, this is not where you belong. I said, listen, I'm here to vote. Everybody belongs. He's like, no, 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 you misunderstand me. So, of course, I get all hot and heavy. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, you belong over there on the other side. Why'd you walk over here? I said, because the machines are always over here. He goes, no, no, we put them over there. I said, well, nobody told me. He goes, well, I'm telling you, you got to go over there. I said, all right, I'll go over there. So I walk over there and the guy's sitting over there and he goes, you took the scenic route, huh? I said, yeah, I took the scenic route. It was a lot of fun, but I still got my vote in.
3: Let's get to our busy phones. Uh, Lauren is in <laughs> California. Lauren, how are you?
8: I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you?
3: I'm good. Glad you called. Thank you. What's on your mind today?
8: Well, I am the parent who got the FU, on uh, the hot mic, from the Los Alamitos School Board President. Um... And she got hot mic twice that night, actually. She got hot mic to say... So the
3: school oh, board president said you" to you?
8: Yeah, she said F-U to me. And,
3: and the mic I... was on and they didn't know the mic was on?
8: Correct. You could only hear it from the live board meeting. You couldn't hear it uh, at the meeting because everybody was cheering. Um, and, and yeah.
3: Wow. Um,
8: yeah, she also not very nice
3: mic. of them. You know, you know what would be divine justice? Why don't you run against her?
8: Oh, I would love to, but she needs to resign. That would only be her uh, acceptable apology to everyone in the school district and the community. And not one of those uh, board members has reached out to apologize to any of the parents of the district. Not one of them has reached out. They're all backing her up, and that's why we want a recall. So we have the recall.com going on. You guys could... Um, find it you guys could watch this next tuesday november 9th uh, the board meeting starts at 6 30 you could even show up that would be great we want her out she is not good um for our children she is she needs to step down and enjoy her retirement years
3: well okay and uh maybe you should be the person that runs against her or get a good friend and and go out there and fight and try and earn every vote you know if people get involved and you have an agenda you can inspire people to support you, and, you know, if you work hard, you can you can win these elections, and some of these local elections mean more than people know, especially on school boards, right? Peter is in Florida. Hey, Peter, how are you?
8: Hey, Sean, I'm good. Thanks for asking. Uh, great things happened yesterday. So happy for, for Virginia, because I just moved here from Virginia a couple of months ago. Oh, wow. um, but, yeah, I got a 21-year-old that really wishes he voted now, you know? <laughs> so sorry. Um, but you know how you keep talking about the oil and we want to get it from the Middle East because we're trying to cut down our carbon footprint. What about the carbon footprint for loading the oil on ships and tanking it across the ocean to the, to the United States and then shipping it across the United States? Or does that not count?
3: Well, I mean, if you ship oil, we look, the United States, the fact that we're not providing and have not figured out how to provide um the energy needs of our Western European allies and Joe Biden then took it a step further by giving the waiver for the Nord Stream pipeline of Vladimir Putin that 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 only aids him in getting closer to our allies. It also emboldens him and empowers him and it makes Russia and Vladimir rich again when that could be American Energy jobs, high paying American energy jobs that could be our natural gas that could be unifying for our relationship with our, our Western European allies. And it could be a financial boom to the United States in terms of billions and billions and billions of dollars over time. You know, everyone keeps talking about oh, we'll get new energy and solar and wind and this. Okay, they've tried this in different places. It it does not work at the level it would need to work at. As of today, the lifeblood of the world's economy is oil, gas, and coal, and nuclear in some countries. Of course, we can't go there in America because the environmental extremists, they would forbid it and fight it, and it it becomes, it's not even cost-effective to build it. So the bottom line is we have now taken ourselves out of the game We now have to care about what happens in the Straits of Hormuz when we were energy independent. It didn't matter. We now have to worry about the Middle East again. We didn't have to when we were energy independent. Now we have to watch Vladimir Putin and his actions as he makes money because the price of natural gas is is setting records. We're headed towards $100 for a barrel of oil, all of which was caused by Joe Biden artificially reducing the supply of, of the lifeblood of the world's economy and now he has to beg opec yet again getting rejected twice wasn't enough he went back one more time after he apologized for america and and after he took his nap at the climate summit never thought a president would take a nap at a climate summit but it happened um john in florida john how are you glad you called sir
5: hey i'm doing all right what's going on Uh, So I work at a naval air station in Jacksonville, Florida, and we've got until November 8th to be uh, vaccinated or submit an exemption if we don't want to get fired. And uh, the last time I checked, uh, free people don't ask for permission to be exempt from having medication uh, forced into their body um that doesn't sound very american to me um and i just wanted to call about that and just uh listen
3: i've said many times like you i believe in freedom like you i believe in medical privacy i believe in doctor patient confidentiality okay now we have a situation where we have a pandemic all right we've got to protect workers we've got to protect customers we've got to protect everybody okay so if they're going to mandate that safe work environment, which is which is fine with me, at least give people the plan B that Joe originally mentioned. And that is that companies, if you prefer not to have a vaccine for whatever reason, because people now have made up their minds. If you choose not to, you shouldn't have to lose your job, your income, your benefits and your retirement. And that becomes a false choice. Because we could, you know, thread the needle and you could test people every day as they go into the workplace, keep the workplace safe and keep the workers that we need. We need more workers, not less workers. And why simple solutions like that aren't used? I don't know. And then you have people that could be being turned down for religious exemptions and other health exemptions. Um, I mean, what about the person that has the rare condition and their doctor says, don't don't get the vaccine? What are we supposed to do in their case? Unfortunately, one size fits all medicine doesn't work and it's not particularly scientific. If we're following the science, then follow the science. Anyway, 800 941 Sean, hope that answers your question if you want to be a part of the program. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. What an amazing day um, yesterday was. Uh, we've got full coverage. Results, fallout. Democrats full steam ahead. It appears on their new Green Deal socialist madness, which is inexplicable to me. But we'll give you the very latest on what they're pushing for, what version of the 3.5 trillion they're pushing today, because it seems to change every day. Loaded up, we have uh, Judge Janine tonight, Pete Hagseth, Senator Marco Rubio, Winsome Sears is going to uh, join us. Uh, She was elected as the uh, lieutenant governor for the Great Commonwealth of Virginia and really looking forward to having her on the program tonight. She also challenged Joy Reid. Carmen Best will talk about law and order, former Seattle police chief, and Eric Trump. 9 Eastern, Hannity, DVR, Fox News. We'll see you tonight, back here tomorrow. You make this show possible. We can never thank you enough.